0: The French Revolution, a History by Thomas Carlyle. Volume 1. Book 5. The Third Estate. Chapter 2. Mercury de Brézé. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Read by Peter Dan. Book 5. Chapter 2. Mercury de Brézé. The only question is, which God? Shall it be Mars de Broglie with his hundred piece of cannon? Not yet, answers Prudence, so soft, irresolute, is King Louis. Let it be messenger Mercury, our supreme usher de Brézé. On the morrow, which is the 20th of June, these 149 false curates, no longer restrainable by his grace of Paris, will desert in a body. Let de Brézé intervene and produce closed doors. Not only shall there be royal session in that salle des menus, but no meeting nor working except by carpenters till then. Your third estate, self-styled national assembly, shall suddenly see itself extruded from its hall by carpenters in this dexterous way, and reduced to do nothing, not even to meet or articulately lament, till majesty with séance royale and new miracles be ready.' IN THIS MANNER SHALL DE BREZE, AS MERCURY EX MACHINA, INTERVENE, AND IF THE OE DE Boeuf MISTAKE NOT, WORK DELIVERANCE FROM THE nodus. OF POOR DE BREZE, WE CAN REMARK THAT HE HAS YET PROSPERED IN NONE OF HIS DEALINGS WITH THESE COMMONS. FIVE WEEKS AGO, WHEN THEY KISSED THE HAND OF MAJESTY, THE MODE HE TOOK GOT NOTHING BUT censure, AND THEN HIS SINCERE ATTACHMENT, HOW WAS IT SCORNFULLY WHIFFED ASIDE. Before supper this night he writes to President Bailly a new letter to be delivered shortly after dawn tomorrow in the King's name, which letter, however, Bailly, in the pride of office, will merely crush together into his pocket, like a bill he does not mean to pay. Accordingly, on Saturday morning, the 20th of June, shrill-sounding heralds proclaim through the streets of Versailles that there is to be a séance royale next Monday, and no meeting of the States-General till then and yet we observe president bailly in sound of this and with de Breze's letter in his pocket is proceeding with national assembly at his heels to the accustomed salle de menu as if de Breze and heralds were mere wind it is shut this salle occupied by garde francaise where is your captain The captain shows his royal order. Workmen, he is grieved to say, are all busy setting up the platform for His Majesty's seance. Most unfortunately, no admission. Admission at furthest for President and Secretaries to bring away papers which the joiners might destroy. President Bailly enters with Secretaries and returns bearing papers. Alas, within doors, instead of patriotic eloquence, there is now no noise but hammering, sawing, and operative screeching and rumbling. A profanation without parallel. The deputies stand grouped on the Paris road, on this umbrageous avenue de Versailles, complaining aloud of the indignity done them. Courtiers, it is supposed, look from their windows and giggle. The morning is none of the comfortablest. Raw, it is even drizzling a little. But all travellers pause. Patriot, gallery men, miscellaneous spectators increase the group's wild councils alternate some desperate deputies propose to go and hold session under the great outer staircase at marley under the king's windows for his majesty it seems has driven over thither others talk of making the chateau forecourt what they call place d'armes a runny mead a new chom de Mai of free frenchmen nay of awakening to sounds of indignant patriotism the echoes of the eau de boeuf itself Notice is given that President Bailly, aided by judicious guillotine and others, has found place in the tennis court in the Rue Saint-Francois. Thither, in long-drawn files, hoarse jingling like cranes on wing, the Commons deputies angrily wend. Strange sight was this in the Rue Saint-Francois, Vieux-Versailles a naked tennis-court as the pictures of that time still give it four walls naked except aloft some poor wooden penthouse or roofed spectators gallery hanging round them on the floor not now an idle tee heeing a snapping of balls and rackets but the bellowing din of an indignant national representation scandalously exiled hither However, a cloud of witnesses look down on them, from wooden penthouse, from wall-top, from adjoining roof and chimney, rolls towards them from all quarters, with passionate, spoken blessings. Some table can be procured to write on, some chair, if not to sit on, then to stand on. The secretaries undo their tapes, but he has constituted the assembly experienced mounier not wholly new to such things in parliamentary revolts which he has seen or heard of thinks that it were well in these lamentable threatening circumstances to unite themselves by an oath universal acclamation as from smouldering bosoms getting vent the oath is redacted pronounced aloud by president bay and indeed in such a sonorous tone that the cloud of witnesses even outdoors hear it and bellow response to it six hundred right hands rise with president baiz to take god above to witness that they will not separate for man below but will meet in all places under all circumstances wheresoever two or three can get together till they have made the constitution made the constitution friends that is a long task Six hundred hands, meanwhile, will sign, as they have sworn. Six hundred save one, one loyalist Abdel, still visible by this sole light-point and nameable, poor Monsieur Martin Dauk, from castel in Languedoc. Him they permit to sign or signify refusal. They even save him from the cloud of witnesses by declaring his head deranged. At four o'clock the signatures are all appended. New meeting is fixed for Monday morning, earlier than the hour of the Royal Session, that our 149 clerical deserters be not balked. We shall meet at the Recollet's Church or elsewhere, in hope that our 149 will join us. And now it is time to go to dinner. This, then, is the session of the tennis court, famed Séance du jeu du pomme, the fame of which has gone forth to all lands this is the mercurius de breze's appearance as deus ex machina this is the fruit it brings the giggle of courtiers in the versailles avenue has already died into gaunt silence Did the distracted court, with the garde des So barrington Triumvirate and company, imagine that they could scatter six hundred national deputies, big with a national constitution, like as much barn-door poultry, big with next to nothing, by the white or black rod of a supreme usher? Barn-door poultry fly cackling, but national deputies turn round, lion-faced, and with uplifted right hand, swear an oath that makes the four corners of France tremble. President Bailly has covered himself with honour, which shall become rewards. The National Assembly is now doubly and trebly the nation's assembly, not militant, martyred only, but triumphant, insulted, and which could not be insulted. Paris disembogues itself once more to witness, with grim looks, the Seance Royale, which, by a new felicity, is postponed till Tuesday. The 149, and even with bishops among them, all in processional mass, have had free leisure to march off and solemnly join the commons sitting waiting in their church. The commons welcome them with shouts, with embracings, nay, with tears, for it is growing a life-and-death matter now. As for the séance itself, the carpenters seem to have accomplished their platform, but all else remains unaccomplished. Futile, we may say fatal, was the whole matter. King Louis enters through seas of people, all grim-silent, angry with many things, for it is a bitter rain, too. Enters to a third estate, likewise grim-silent, which has been wetted, waiting under mean porches at back doors, while court and privileged were entering by the front. King and garde des sir, there is no necker visible, make known, not without long-windedness, the determinations of the royal breast. The three orders shall vote separately. On the other hand, France may look for considerable constitutional blessings, as specified in these five-and-thirty articles, which Gare des is waxing hoarse with reading. Which five-and-thirty articles, adds His Majesty, again rising, if the three orders most unfortunately cannot agree together to affect them, I myself will affect. So je ferai le bien de mes peuples, which, being interpreted, may signify you, contentious deputies of the States-General, have probably not long to be here. But in fine, all shall now withdraw for this day, and meet again, each order in its separate place, tomorrow morning, for dispatch of business. This is the determination of the royal breast, pithy and clear." And herewith king, retinue, noblesse, majority of clergy file out, as if the whole matter were satisfactorily completed. These file out through grim silent seas of people. Only the commons deputies file not out, but stand there in gloomy silence, uncertain what they shall do. One man of them is certain, one man of them discerns and dares it is now that King Mirabeau starts to the tribune and lifts up his lion voice. Verily a word in season, for in such scenes the moment is the mother of ages. Had not Gabriel Anure been there, one can well fancy how the Commons deputies affrighted at the perils which now yawn dim all round them, and waxing ever paler in each other's paleness, might very naturally, one after one, have glided off, and the whole course of European history have been different. But he is there. List to the brule of that royal forest voice, sorrowful, low, fast swelling to a roar. Eyes kindle at the glance of his eye. National deputies were missioned by a nation. They have sworn an oath. They but lo, while the lion's voice roars loudest, what apparition is this? apparition of mercurius de breze muttering somewhat speak out cries several monsieur shrills de breze repeating himself you have heard the king's orders Mirabeau glares on him with fire-flashing face, shakes the black lion's mane. Yes, monsieur, we have heard what the king was advised to say, and you who cannot be the interpreter have his orders to the states-general, you who have neither place nor right of speech here, you are not the man to remind us of it. Go, monsieur, tell these who sent you that we are here by the will of the people, and that nothing shall send us hence but the force of bayonets.' And poor de Brésé shivers forth from the National Assembly, and also, if it be not in one faintest glimmer months later, finally from the page of history. Hapless de Brésé, doomed to survive long ages in men's memories in this faint way with tremulant white rod. He was true to etiquette, which was his faith here below, a martyr to respect of persons. Short woollen cloaks could not kiss Majesty's hand as long velvet ones did, Nay, lately, when the poor little Dauphin lay dead and some ceremonial visitation came, Was he not punctual to announce it even to the Dauphin's dead body? Monsieur, a deputy of the States-General! Sunt lachrymai But what does the oi de Boeuf now, when de Braze shivers back thither? Dispatch that same force of bayonets? Not so. The seas of people still hang multitudinous, intent on what is passing, nay, rush and roll, loud billowing, into the courts of the chateau itself, for a report has risen that Necker is to be dismissed. Worst of all, the garde-francais seem indisposed to act. Two companies of them do not fire when ordered. Necker, for not being at the séance, shall be shouted for, carried home in triumph, and must not be dismissed. His grace of Paris, on the other hand, has to fly with broken coach-panels and owe his life to furious driving. The garde du corps, bodyguards, which you were drawing out, had better be drawn in again. There is no sending of bayonets to be thought of. Instead of soldiers, the de Boeuf sends carpenters to take down the platform. Ineffectual shift in few instants, the very carpenters cease wrenching and knocking at their platform, stand on it, hammer in hand, and listen open-mouthed. The third estate is decreeing that it is was and will be nothing but a national assembly, and now moreover an inviolable one, all members of it inviolable. Infamous, traitorous towards the nation and guilty of capital crime is any person, body, corporate, tribunal, court or commission that now or henceforth during the present session or after it shall dare to pursue, interrogate, arrest or cause to be arrested, detain or cause to be detained, any etc. etc. on whose part soever the same be commanded. Which, done... One can wind up with this comfortable reflection from Abbé Cies, "'Monsieur, you are to day what you were yesterday.' Courtiers may shriek, but it is and remains even so. Their well-charged explosion has exploded through the touch-hole, covering themselves with scorches, confusion and unseemly soot. Poor Triumvirate, poor Queen, and above all poor Queen's husband, who means well had he any fixed meaning.' Folly is that wisdom which is wise only behindhand. A few months ago these thirty-five concessions had filled France with a rejoicing which might have lasted for several years. Now it is unavailing, the very mention of it slighted. Majesty's express orders set at naught. Oh, all France is in a roar, a sea of persons estimated at ten thousand. Whirls all this day in the Palais Royal. The remaining clergy, and likewise some forty-eight noblesse, d'Orléans among them, have now forthwith gone over to the victorious commons, by whom, as is natural, they are received with acclamation. The third estate triumphs, Versailles town shouting round it, ten thousand whirling all day in the Palais-Royal, and all France standing a tiptoe not unlike whirling. Let the Oye de Boeuf look at it! As for King Louis, he will swallow his injuries, will temporise, keep silence, will at all costs have present peace. It was Tuesday the 23rd of June when he spoke that peremptory royal mandate, and the week is not done till he has written to the remaining obstinate noblesse that they also must oblige him and give in. Disprevenal rages his last, Barrel Mirabeau breaks his sword, making a vow which he might as well have kept. THE TRIPLE FAMILY IS NOW THEREFORE COMPLETE, THE THIRD ERRING BROTHER, THE NOBLESSE, HAVING JOINED IT, ERRING BUT PARDONABLE, SOOTHED, SO FAR AS POSSIBLE, BY SWEET ELOQUENCE FROM PRESIDENT Bailly. SO TRIUMPH'S THE THIRD ESTATE, AND STATES GENERAL ARE BECOME NATIONAL ASSEMBLY, AND ALL FRANCE MAY SING TE DIEM. BY WISE INERTIA AND WISE CESSATION OF INERTIA, GREAT VICTORY HAS BEEN GAINED. It is the last night of June. All night you meet nothing on the streets of Versailles, but men running with torches, with shouts of jubilation. From the 2nd of May, when they kissed the hand of Majesty, to this 30th of June, when men run with torches, we count seven weeks complete. For seven weeks the national coraccio has stood far seen, ringing many a signal, and so much, having now gathered round it, may hope to stand. End of Book 5, Chapter 2